Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello to all you Real listeners, and welcome to tonight's episode. I am your host, Charity L, and I am uber excited that you, you, and you chose to tune in. Welcome one and welcome all, however, comma, this here podcast is not for the faint at heart. Should at any time you feel uncomfortable in any way, go ahead and click that exit button on your screen and be abundantly blessed. (laughs) But for those of you who enjoy real conversations and would like to hear more, go ahead and hit that like and share button, okay? Don't haul all this good good for yourself. (laughs) Sharing is scaring. Bring someone else in on this really real in all thy realness podcast. I want each and every one of you to help me welcome to my very first episode of Real as L, my dear friend, my sister, my homie, my ride or die, <laughs> all of that, all of that. She is a wife, mom, entrepreneur, content creator. She is just all around everything lovely. And I am so excited to have her here today. Hey, girl. (laughs) I am so freaking ecstatic to have my sister on the show. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Where are you now? Who are, who the L are you? So hello, hello everybody. My name is Carolyn. I am currently in Maryland by way of North Carolina, by way of all the places my daddy was stationed. Everywhere. All right, I'm currently a wife, a mom, um, an entrepreneur, and so much more, so just like so, so much more. I cannot wait to get into this next phase of life where I plan on being, motivational speaker and helping women and men reach their goal of healing and just becoming a better them. That is freaking fantastic. I I gotta say, I've known you for a very long time. And I must say like, it's just, it's so amazing to see how, you know, when we first met, we're just silly little kids going to school together. Um, you know, just trying to figure out life then, not even realizing we didn't have too many worries back then like we do now. (laughs) You know, and then, you know, watching each other, you know, grow and coming to our own, um, dealing with marriage and having babies and all that great stuff. And then here you are now. Is this where you thought you would be today? So giving the real answer, no. (laughs) And I thought by now in life, you know, you lay out that life plan of this is my timeline. I'm going to do this. I'm going to have this. I'm going to have like everything is going to fall into place Mm -hmm. and that's going to be it. I'm going to have my 10 acres. Okay. I do want 10 acres, but I'm going to have my 10 acres. (laughs) And so no, everything derailed. So I did not see at all my life the way it is now. It's funny how it happens, right? <laughs> so it's amazing how, um, 
you know, we've opened up and blossomed and became who we are. Um, I strongly believe that it's life experiences that kind of mm-hmm. pushes you into who you're supposed to be, into your purpose in life. So that being said, tell us about what you're doing now. Give us a little background on that. So currently, um, I am an independent promoter for Prove It, which they sell a plethora of, of amazing products. However, our best-selling products are called ketones, um, and they actually put your body into ketosis without the keto diet, and they help with mood, energy, fat loss, muscle preservation, digestion, your skin. It helps with a lot and that is why that's what the state of ketosis does that's what it helps with right and it actually helped me so i was going through my phone you know how you scroll back down memory lane and i was like (laughs) who took a picture of me on the couch sleeping and i watched a video and the kids were playing and i was laid on the couch sleep and then i realized every day i would set an alarm for 35 minutes five minutes give me five minutes to go to sleep And then a 30 minute nap. Right. And I did not like it. Number one, I know somebody could have called CPS um, because (laughs) I don't know what my kids were doing. And I got some adventurous (laughs) children, okay? So, but I would literally turn on the TV and take a nap every day. And I didn't like it. I felt like when I saw that video that I was like sleeping their childhood away, even though it was only 30 minutes. 30 minutes sometimes would turn into an hour. And then, you know, you never know what happened in that hour. Right. And um, they say, you know, it's time for dinner and go to bed. And it's like, where did the day go? Where, where did my kids do today? Day yeah, go? I listen, I still struggle with that. So we'll be talking about some things <laughs> later on. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> That's really why I started drinking. I, I actually, I started drinking them and I stopped. And then I, that's why I went back to drinking them. Um, because they really do help with, my mood and they help me. I'm like a better person in general to the point where um, I had someone ask me, did you, have you been drinking your ketones? And I actually, I wasn't. And they could tell a difference. And I was sliding back down a path that wasn't the best, I guess to say. Yeah, yeah. That's how it was. And so I love the product a lot. So I was like, well, the people about it and the people who are closest they see me when I'm on it and I love it well I shouldn't say on it it sounds like a drug but you know like they see me when I drink it right (laughs) is that what you're drinking now no no right now I'm drinking water (laughs) I drank my ketones before I worked out um and that's because I'm gonna be honest I wasn't gonna work out right um and I was like you know what let me get my little drink in get this knocked out the longer I wait the less likely it is I'm gonna get it done so yeah I've learned a lot like just in those couple of minutes of you talking about that um because I feel like yeah I struggled with that too I felt like and I this this particular segment is not about me but like my children right now they pretty much reside with their dad um, for many reasons, some things that I've gone through personally. And so I felt like when they are with me, I'm still too tired to do anything. Um, I have to force myself to get up, 
or they'd be like, well, mom, I'm on board, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. because they, they've done everything else. Now they want to spend time with mommy and mommy's tired. Mommy is mentally drained, physically drained. So for us women out there who deal with that as well, tell us where we can find this amazing product <laughs> that sounds like it would change your entire life. So you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at the.carolynt. And yes, it's the.carolynt for a reason. <laughs> um, or you can find me on Facebook. I have a group. It's called Stepping Into Better. Find me there and I'll add you in and we can talk more about it. Let's do it. Let's get it on there, Papa Henny. So um, other than that, so tell us about your family life, your mom, your wife. Um, you moved away from me. Um, yeah, tell <laughs> us more about <laughs> Tell us about your personal life. Who the L are you personally? So as I'm not even sure, I feel like that is um that is a loaded loaded question. And that is a question, honestly, that I am working on, which actually it ties into stepping into better. Um, being a mom, a wife, a friend, um, a mentor, uh, all of this stuff, none of that is for you. All of that stuff is giving, giving, giving a part of you to other people. And I actually lost myself in being all of that. So personally right now, I'm really getting to know and embrace the flaws of of me. So yesterday um, I posted a post and it was um it was the shirt said um just a girl who loves books, right? Mm-hmm. Now to me that shirt was deeper because on the shirt it is a beautiful African American woman with her fro and the wrap is not just a wrap, but it's a wrap of books, like a wrap of knowledge. That's what I took. Oh, right now. yeah, yeah. And wearing that shirt took me a lot because I was always like, well, I'm not black enough. I'm not white enough. I'm not. And learning who I am, it has to, you know, I have to embrace that my mom is white. I got to take that nonsense along with my dad being black in his nonsense like I gotta embrace all of it I can't mm-hmm. just look at the good and try to pick out the good I have to embrace all of it that comes with it yeah. and who I am and although that well you said all that just for me to say like I'm still learning who I am personally I do know that I am strong I know that I am confident I'm gaining confidence I am resilient and I will be the first millionaire in my family. Say that, honey. Say <laughs> that. <laughs> I know that's right. And um, I love the fact that you brought up this shirt. I, oh my God. I looked at it. I was like, yes, boo, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it reminded me of Black Parade by Beyonce. Yeah, she was like, I've been black. I mean, um, yeah I look this way or some people may mistake me for this or like a lot of times believe it or not people ask me and my siblings are we Dominican or you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) um I remember even one time I had got this tan this 
strange looking tan. It was like <laughs> not even like darkening up my skin, but it was a lot of redness or whatever. And I guess the way my hair was at the time, somebody walked up to me and started speaking Spanish and, and they weren't Spanish. So with all that being said, and then, you know, with Black History Month, um, we just came from out of that. How was it growing up? You know, like you said, your mom was white. Well, is white. Your dad is black. And then you have to embrace every part of you because, I mean, that's who you, that's your genetic makeup. So how was that growing up? So growing up, I, I realized on this current journey that I grew up extremely sheltered. And a lot of where I fit in was in the African-American culture because my dad's family raised me when my dad was right. deployed. Mm -hmm. So I never knew, for the most part, I never realized that I was different. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, makes perfect sense. <laughs> Go ahead. I, <laughs> I do know, and I want to be politically correct, but let me know, do I have to be politically correct or can I just say it like, like I told my previous guest, this is real as L. <laughs> and if you know me, you know I have no filter. So no, say whatever the L you want to say. <laughs> I know that like I never naturally gravitated to like the white kids, if that makes sense. And then in middle and high school, went to a private school that was predominantly uh, black and it was in one other in our class I think it was me and, and one other girl with my complexion and that was it like so it was no you pick and choose like you were just around everybody and it didn't really hit me until I went to college and I went to an HBCU and let me just say, I love my HBCU. I love whoop, the experience whoop. and it, it ain't nothing. Okay. Like an HBCU. Like I, I knew no. my, my condolences. You weren't, you weren't around, <laughs> but you went to an HBCU. So, amen. And I was, <laughs> you know, I was flying high, but it wasn't until then when it was like, okay, you are not fully accepted mm -hmm. um and I had to prove I was continuously it felt like proving myself mm. um and in that and I still enjoyed my experience and I stand by that yeah but it was eye-opening because it was always the white girl or half breed or and it was like well how is this okay like y'all why do I have to prove myself exactly. um and I remember my great grandma passed away in 2005, October of 2005. It was the week, her funeral was the week um, before her birthday. Okay. And I took the obituary to my professor after coming back from New Jersey. And one of my classmates saw, and she was like, you're black. <laughs> and I was like, why does it matter? I don't understand. Girl. It just, it really, not everything I said was offensive. It didn't matter. Like I remember one professor, I, I was very, very outspoken and a professor said something I didn't like. Mm -hmm. um, it was it was during Hurricane Katrina 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to walk out. If he says one more thing, I'm going to walk out. And the girl sitting next to me, she said, say what you want to say. We're not going to jump you. And I literally looked at her and said, the last thing I'm afraid of is y'all jumping me. I'm afraid of failing this class. And I grabbed my stuff and walked out. I did have to end up meeting with the teacher after that. Um, got an email <laughs> about that walkout. Okay. But <laughs> it like it's stuff like that where it felt like no matter what I did, if I wasn't following the crowd, if I tried to be different, mm. if I tried to just be true to me, it mm. wasn't enough. And so like when you said your professor said something that offended you, it offended the black side of you or the white side of you? I thought it was stupid what he said, but he just kept making the same stupid comment. Okay. And it honestly was because, so on a lot of things, let me be honest, I'm pretty, I'm pretty conservative on mm-hmm. a lot of things. And, and that's being really honest about it. Um, it's like, I'm this weird mix of both more. Yeah. It, yeah. Like independent type thing. I'm that some stuff y'all do. I, I get it. Yeah. You, you're so, on the side of actuals and factuals and what makes mother freaking sense. Yes. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. That's so <laughs> he honestly made a comment about like, I don't think he realized the chain of command that had to do with Katrina evacuating people and he basically was like, Bush is the reason Katrina happened. And I was like, mm, Katrina was actually a hurricane. You, could, it's a hurricane. The president didn't cause the hurricane. Like, I'm a little confused. Right. But when he said it, it, I was like, if he said something, and then he was like, that little black baby died because of Bush. And I was like, so let me gather my items and go ahead and get out of this class. Because <laughs> the fact that everybody is agreeing with you I'm a little concerned. Oh my God. Now I'm concerned. Um, be quiet with you finish. <laughs> it was, it that was, was that, hilarious. That's really what he did and what he's like. I just thought what he was saying was really stupid. It wasn't educated in my opinion. Right. And if you're going to say something, especially as a professor teaching the masses, it has to make sense. It's imperative because a lot of people don't research. And so it has to make sense. So it just didn't, it didn't make sense. And I couldn't afford an F. So I had to walk out and he actually talked to me about it. We had the conversation uh, one-on-one. He actually told me to switch my degree and become a lawyer, to be honest with you. <laughs> so the, I do that because I'm not that much into study. Yeah. Feels. <laughs> 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 just saying just saying right so yeah that was my experience is like being when I first realized like you you are not or you are going to have to prove yourself continuously over and over you're not going to be um enough that right freaking there I'm gonna say this first though so you were talking about how talking about the growing up part so the other night um I had some people you know we all came together and we started talking about um what men want in relationships mm-hmm. and stuff like that so one of the questions came up um you know is it shallow that men have a type like um they only date 
light skinned people or dark skinned people or and we're talking about black men um that were there. So somebody asked me something, but I told them I had to really reflect. I said, you know what? I didn't know that I was considered light skinned until I was in like eighth grade. I didn't know <laughs> like I never looked at it like that growing up. Like you met my parents. I was like, mm-hmm. my mom is super light-skinned. My dad has a dark complexion. That's the only major differences I saw. So I thought, because, you know, I grew up with black people. Um, I have black friends at school that we were all the same color. As a matter of fact, I never really thought about the color. I just felt like we were of the same culture. Or whatnot but apparently in the african-american community and it's so sad there really is a set of clicks here and clicks there um the light skin people so anyway it was said that i only choose black skin <laughs> today i was like on the contrary I've dated dark skin guys i've dated a white guy before i've dated a hispanic guy before i've dated you know what i'm saying i don't look at the person um on the outside <laughs> i was like if i'm shallow in that area it's not because of skin tone right right it's probably if i'm gonna discriminate it's gonna be because you're too short right now i only date guys that six feet tall or taller why i don't know that's just my flaw <laughs> but well, now i feel like i'm being prejudiced over here. <laughs> like I feel, I'll just say what I feel growing up as a light-skinned person. And I'm not mixed-mixed. My mom is mixed and, you know, they're, her parents mm-hmm. and all them, you know, they got stuff mixed up and it would make me a mutt. But it's not <laughs> like, you know, mom is white, dad is black type situation. So I never considered myself mixed, air quote. As a light-skinned girl growing up and then in a small town, um, I feel like there was a, there may have been a war within my circle for the simple fact that I considered lighter than everybody else. Now, I feel like for some reason, my dark skin friends felt like they were inferior because I'm light skinned or like friends that I had are lighter than me or even my white friends and stuff like that. Why is it such a bondage when it comes to color? Like, I don't, I really, at the risk of sounding cliche, I really do see color. I, I'm not colorblind. I am colorblind. Which one is it? You're not colorblind. That one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't look at people and say, oh, come on over here. You're light skinned. Or, right. you right. know, get away from me, you dark person. I just look at people as people and I feel like it's your energy. Hey, um, oh, you got good vibes. We can kick it. Or no, I can feel Satan all over your breath. Get on over there somewhere. <laughs> they had a nerve. But yeah, we were talking about that the other night. Being light-skinned or, you know, looking a certain way and then people automatically assume that you're going to have this type of personality or this, this type of, this mindset or whatnot i'm like shut up anyway let's get back to the subject (laughs) i'm 
fit the stereotype like of the bubbly white girl who <laughs> has a smile like I will mask anything that's going on in the background I will mask it with a smile and you would never you would never know I'm the person that if you don't if I say hello and you don't speak I'm coming hey girl <laughs> Like you, and I'm the I complete opposite. <laughs> I will walk off. Oh, you don't want to say nothing? Hey, <laughs> at least the first time I'm like, you gonna because I know you heard me, that and don't part. let me know your name because I definitely will call your name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you hear me? I know you hear me because I hear me, and I'm loud. I can't. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like I am. I know I fit. I, but you know, my dad fits, you know, my dad is, he's a personality in himself and I pick mm. up them Vinnie Price traits. Oh, your dad? No. You know, <laughs> all them teeth are always showing with him. Yeah. Like, I don't think I ever seen him angry. Even after <laughs> his car accident, he's sitting in a lot of making us laugh. Like, dude. I was so mad at him. How do you that. feel? You need some drugs. What's going on? <laughs> He over there making jokes. Dude, your whole neck is turned all the way around. What is you doing? <laughs> what? Yeah, why? <laughs> Sir, get it together. Mm -mm. Love him, love him. So I don't know. I, I fit. I fit the stereotype. And that is 100%. I own that. I know it. <laughs> um, and there are times where I use it to my advantage. I'm not going to lie um of being very talkative i really do I, i'm not gonna i i will talk your ear off if you especially if you take my order and it looks like you got a bad attitude you're gonna talk for another hour don't play with me <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry Edit that i out. got that from you <laughs> in the sense of okay so <laughs> I started this new job and once again, I feel like people just take one look at me and be like, you know, and I've gotten that my whole life. Oh, look at her. She, she got this on, she doing this or whatever. And she thinks she keeps, she better than me. No, that's what you think. But yeah, I digress. So mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. and then working with women, period, you know, um, I got to the point where I feel like if you don't like me or you can't look me in the eye when I'm talking to you, I'm going to keep talking. That's me. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to say something to make you laugh. Not so much to get you to like me, but to get you to know that I don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, well, a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. That's no, I, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I get it. That's my new cuss word. That is what it is I really don't care you ain't got to like me <laughs> my birth certificate says single and I'm okay single. with that single. <laughs> you know it says single child um twin double triple see y'all thought I was crazy oh I ain't never seen it I ain't never looked though but you got it. You got I'm it. I'm just saying, I was born alone. I'm okay dying alone. It was fun. But no, I am so excited 
that you were able to just come chat with me because you know i'm all about making life better stepping into better yes you know <laughs> yes um in any way and i see a lot going on for you um in the future you already got you know your um content out there and you're doing your thug dizzle honey i just like saying thug dizzle well you are doing <laughs> your thing and i be looking like look at sis like dang first of all she snatched better than me oh gosh secondly <laughs> my baby got on makeup look her lipstick popping no <laughs> I love the fact that you're not just beautiful on the outside. You are genuinely a beautiful person on the inside. And I am grateful for that because everybody's not like that. And like you said, um, sometimes us as women, no, all the time we as women, it's we, right? We as women <laughs> give a lot of ourselves, mm -hmm. but we don't really get that back of return. But I feel like, um, you know, having girlfriends that actually pour back into you what mm -hmm. you give out, I feel like that is imperative in life. And, you know, I just, I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you. And I am so excited for what's to come. You're, um, you know, where you are now. I can already see it. You're making people beautiful and healthier physically. You get ready to become that um, motivational speaker, you know, speaking on stages of thousands. You're going to help these women be beautiful on the inside too. So I look forward to it. <laughs> Thank you, darling. I appreciate it. I do. Yeah. I mean, is there anything else you want to throw in there? Is there any advice or um, words of wisdom you'd like to give to celebrate as women for the month of March? Um, I do, but I want to give me one second because I want to quote it correctly. Okay. <laughs> okay. So in ending, I'm reading, or I just read the five second rule by Mel Robbins. Um, amazing, amazing book, easy concept to grasp. Um, but she ended it with this. And I really, really love this. It touched my heart and it ended with, there is greatness inside you. The time to reveal it is now five, four, three, two, one, go. <gasps> and I loved it. That is perfect. That is absolutely perfect. Why wait? You know what I'm saying? Like, why yep. wait? Yes. That is my, I, I ended that on the plane um, on the way to North. No, I was in the car on the way back to Maryland. And I was like, that, that is it. That is it. Why are we waiting? Yeah. Yeah. I always say, the, the hardest thing to do is to take the first step. Mm -hmm. Once you take that first step, though, like with me, with anything, um, writing this freaking book has been L on earth, okay? <laughs> but I always tell myself, like, even with writer's block, all I gotta do is take the first step. 
Sometimes that first step is getting the pen and paper out. Sometimes that first step is, you know, having a good cry or having a good mm-hmm. laugh, you know, because um, that's always going to reveal the next step to you. So, yeah, just just start. Five, four, three, two, one, go, boo-boo. Yes, I love that. And, and transformation of Carolyn um, and then getting into um, the business that you're into now. Is there a particular reason why? Like, did you just wake up one day and be like, oh, that's interesting. Let me, um, you know, jump on that. Or is it something that, you know, was revealed to you in the dream? No, I'm playing. I'm going to edit it out. <laughs> yeah. So, so tell us about why this and why now? So my why is really it falls back to the timeline and how everything it just seemed to get not off course um then my husband is in the military and he was he continued to get rank advancement while every time we moved i would go back to minimum wage or i was staying at home with the kids because the cost of childcare is like astronomical and then things in our marriage got a little rocky and it's kind of scary when you are not the breadwinner or the equal financially um, with your partner and you realize you have to create your own and you have to have your own and you want your sit your kids to see you creating your own so that they can yes. have that same vision. Um, and so my why was to be independent, to be financially independent and stable on my own to, so I could leave a legacy for my children. That's it. I love it. I love it. I love every word you just said. Yes. Thank you. When, when people ask me things, my first thing is, have you met my kids? <laughs> I feel like, you know, that is my greatest achievement in life. I feel like I start things and don't finish or mm-hmm. I start things and I fail at it. They are me you know they are of me they are better versions of me so i feel like i owe them that like you said leave their legacy mm-hmm. i love it i love it mm-hmm. but yes like i said you can follow me instagram tiktok the dot carolyn t um on facebook carolyn trader and coming very soon i'm hoping to launch march 22nd is my YouTube. Just look me up, Carolyn Trader. Somebody's birthday is that day. <laughs> I did <it> to myself. <laughs> I love it. And I'll have all this information um, in the about section and on my website as well. And um, yeah, y'all hit her up. Get your entire life together with my girl, Carolyn T. <laughs> Insert applause.
Oh, oh.